This is the third episode of the Crew Only Podcast with Set PA, Hannah Jordan. Welcome to the Crew Only Podcast. My name is Jasmine Porter, a freelance television and film professional. Each episode, I'll bring you a unique crew member from a different department to discuss their role in making a film. We'll give you exclusive behind-the-scenes stories and advice on how you can get your start, too. Thank you for joining us today, and welcome to The Crew Life. Hello, everybody. Right now, I am here with Hannah Jordan. She is from Ocala, Florida, and she just got to Buffalo in October, and she's already worked on four feature films. Can you guys believe that? Hasn't even been a year yet, and she's already been on four films. She's also worked in other states such as Georgia. She's obviously worked in Florida, Las Vegas, and she's worked in New York City and Brooklyn and other boroughs. So today, we're going to talk about what it's like being a PA, um, all the jobs and all the different cities she's worked in and just kind of get some information so I can hopefully help somebody. Exactly. So Hannah, thank you for joining me today. How you doing? You're welcome. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Like... <laughs> I know she's tired, guys. She's not going to say it, <laughs> but she just got off of work at what time? Um... It was like six this morning. Six this morning. So yeah, right now she's on Crown Vic, which is a feature film being done in Buffalo, and they're on overnight. So Hannah is over there doing locations, and so she just got off of work at six thirty, and she's still here with me doing this interview. So Hannah, I really appreciate your time. I understand you probably could have been asleep at home, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I I really appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about what your job is and your responsibility as. It, technically your locations PA pretty much right so what is that job and what are those what are your duties essentially um, working on Crown Vic on locations um, I actually started in the office so I as an office PA as an office locations assistant okay. yeah and um, that was interesting because I actually got to meet with a lot of the locations business owners mm-hmm. residents who live here in Buffalo and I was able to make a actual connection with them and be like, hey, we would like to use this building. Um, can we please, you know, take Build over here. your, you know, your business or your home or your restaurant for like yeah. a day or two? And um, it's amazing how nice Buffalonians are at just welcoming yeah. films here in Buffalo. It's incredible. Yeah, because a lot sometimes you don't get that. And one of the things no, I think no. is really cool too is that, you know, you get to meet those business owners and you get yeah. to build relationships. So maybe the next time you go into a restaurant or something, they're like, oh, I know the owner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you yeah. get those it's incredible. With them. Um, we used um, the Barrel Factory one day as holding. And oh, cool. it was incredible. He took us on a tour of where they, you know, it's a brewery. Um, kombucha place like it's really incredible he took us on a tour and they also have apartments upstairs yeah and I'm like looking for an apartment and look I'm at like this. wow look at this <laughs> you just never know who you're gonna meet especially with locations like you just meet all different kinds of people so locations yeah. like depending on what city it's just still really cool because you meet you know those business owners and all different types of people in that city so what is something you learned since working in locations because how long have you been on the job right now um, ooh, let's see. We're about halfway done with filming. Okay. Over halfway. And I think I've been on five weeks total. Yeah. Including prep. So okay. So tell us some of the things that you've learned um, since working in the locations department. I've learned 
a lot about some of the questions that are going to come from the grips or the camera department um, regarding mm. lighting the scene. Okay. Um, being able to think, you know, with set dressing, okay, what are we really wanting to show in this? Can we put a light in this business at this time? Are they going to stay open for us? It's really just relationships with locations. Patience, relationships, and good communication. So have you done locations before this job? Yes, um, on shorter smaller budget independent films I am a producer and um, assistant director of two independent little short films so we were able to do some location scouting and Mm -hmm. stuff like that but never anything this big on not on this scale yeah Yeah. so someone who maybe want to work in locations what are some skills you think they need to have to even become a locations PA Um, they have to really have a good understanding of Google Maps, how to, seriously, (laughs) how to read maps, how to figure out, okay, we have five points of traffic in this one scene, so you're going to need either police barricades here, so you have to go talk to the police Mm -hmm. and get clearance for that, or you have to have PAs and flaggers with barriers Mm -hmm. to, like, make sure traffic doesn't come So really great communication skills. Exactly. Google Maps. And you should know the city, too. Yeah, everyone's been shocked that I'm from Florida, and they're like, wait, you're working in locations in Buffalo, and you're not from From here? Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's really just about communications, knowing your maps, and my first job here in Buffalo was on the Purge working crafty. And that was what technically called the first Purge? That was called the first Purge, yes. Um, I was working crafty so I had to go to the grocery store two, three times a day. Yeah, (laughs) to feed everybody. To feed everyone. And if we're in a different location... You gotta know what is the closest store to Closest Wegmans, closest Whole Foods, you know, stuff like that. So that's how I really got to see all of Buffalo on my first job here. So for people who might not know exactly, because I feel like a lot of people when they think of a film, they think of like a director and the actors and people behind the camera, right? Right. So sometimes they don't know what goes into being a film. So for people who don't know, can you just give them the basic description of what the location department does? Okay. Um, The location department is responsible for securing locations where we are actually filming, where we will be holding actors, our crew, doing meals, um, parking trucks. Mm-hmm. It, it's very, it's it's one of the most important, important. jobs, yeah. really, um, securing all of your locations prior to filming. Yeah, um, like it, you can't figure it out once you start filming. That should already right. be done. Yeah, you definitely want to have all of your locations locked um, a week before filming, at least. Like yeah. that's something very important. So what to you is one of the most difficult things about working in the location department? And even not working, but just one of the most difficult things about the location department job. Right. Well, when you're on set, a lot of people don't realize how much waiting is actually involved. (laughs) Yes. When you get there, you're like, oh, I want to do something. I want to... And you can't. Mm -hmm. You, You actually have to wait. You have to be patient. You, yep. you know, you're waiting on them to yell cut so you can move around and be loud and noisy if you have to. Um, 
but it's a lot of waiting and that really will wear on you when it's getting like three, four, five in the morning. And you're tired and you're and like, you're I need to be up doing something right. but I have to stand here and wait and now yeah. I feel like I'm going to fall asleep. Well, that's why you, you know, you go to Crafty, you get your coffee, you talk to people, just check in. One of the biggest things um, I've noticed just working in the film industry is your relationships with other people on set and how you are on set um, it will really trickle down and give you so many jobs in the future. Yeah. Um, that is so true. People, it's about who you know and yeah, having a good impression and doing a good job because you can you know be nice, but if you're not doing a job, they don't want to work with you again. Exactly. But it really is. And like a, a, another question leading into that was a lot of people were asking, well, do I apply online or do I have to know somebody? And it's really like you have. It's about who you yeah. know. You have to know somebody. So it's building those relationships because those people you meet on this job could get you onto your next job and job after that. I worked on, let's see, in three years I will be, that's my official, I've been working in the film industry in October. Mm-hmm. Um, and my first job brought me here. Yeah. That I worked on, you know. What was your first ago. job? It was a little short film called Falling South. Mm -hmm. They shot in Rochester, Canada, um, Tennessee, and came down to Florida, which um, I was part of that unit, setting everything up for actors and stuff. What department were you in for that? I was a PA everything. Okay. Because it was like a small thing, so you did a little bit of everything. Yes. I worked catering, transpo, grip. Key grip stuff. I built, you, you know, did whatever. Yeah, I did everything. It was great. And so, who did you meet on that film that kind of brought you? Um, Mike McFadden. Oh, awesome. Does sound, <laughs> yeah. and he did sound on that film. He jumped on in Rochester and came down with them, and um, yeah, he's a great guy and a great con, you know, contact, contact to have. Yes. What's so interesting is I had uh, I did an interview with Dana Callanan who does tailoring in the industry, and she was like, you'll always run into people again. She said it might not be next year, it could be in 10 years, but you will always run into somebody that you've worked with before in the future, you'll run into them again. So I think it's important to kind of try to, even if you don't like somebody, to just still kind of try to remain a civil relationship because exactly. you have no idea who you're going to run into on the next film or the next five films you work on after that. Exactly, and you don't know who they know that who could help you yes. in the future. <laughs> um, and it's all about just establishing good relationships, yeah. and you know, first impressions are everything. So that's you know, you want to be the nice, cheerful, yeah. go-getter on set who's ready and willing to, to help anything. anyone yeah. because you never, you know, you, you never don't know. know. Who's watching. Yeah, exactly, and you don't know who's watching, and depending on how you want to advance your career, yeah, because. Um, Almost no one just wants to stay in one department. <laughs> exactly. Uh, especially when you jump in on a PA level, you really want to figure out where you want to go. Figure out where you want to go, what you want to do, um, and really pay attention and find out how a film, a feature film, works, yeah. how it functions. So, what are because you've worked in several different departments? So, tell us a little about all the different departments that you've worked in. Like, just list them off. I've worked in locations department. I am currently on the scenic department with Bashira. Woo woo, she's over <laughs> here with us now. <laughs> yeah. She's um, juggling both right now. It, it's amazing. I have, you know, very good mentors mm-hmm. who I, I love working hard for great people. Yeah. I, I really do. 
Um, I've worked in craft services multiple times. And that was on The Purge. And Clover, okay. yes. Um, yeah, and on smaller f- films, oh, you really I can do everything. Now. Okay, this is hilarious. <laughs> so, now that you just said Clover, I remember I had never met you because I was right. I, I work in the office. And so I remember. I called or something, and they were like, "Oh yeah, Hannah works on like as a crafty." But literally, until you just said that, now I still have not put two and two together. So it's literally right now as we're having this conversation that I'm like, "Oh, that that was the Hannah that was the crafty on Clover." Yeah, that's hilarious. That oh was my God. me, <laughs> and that was what like back in October to December, and now it's July, and I'm just like putting two and two together. Yeah, that's hilarious. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> no, yeah, it's amazing because like. If you're working crafty, you get you get hired at the last bit of it before yeah. um, they actually start shooting. You don't have a lot of prep time, so you really don't meet a lot of people in the office. Yeah, no. in, unless you, they hire you early to come do crafty for the office yeah. too, or do your start work. But other than that, other than that, never... you really don't get to meet people who work on in the office Mm -hmm. um you're mostly mainly on set or in the grocery store (laughs) pretty much (laughs) and um it's incredible because like you do want to make those connections with people in the office Mm -hmm. and you do want to make those connections with people on set too um especially if you yourself are a filmmaker and want to make your own films yeah you want to connect with all those kind of people exactly so we got crafty we got locations we got scenic. What else we got here, Hannah? Um, let's see. I mean, general a PA. PA. Yeah. yeah, which is a general like yeah. being on set. But even being a set PA, you could be like first team. You can be like right. the background PA, walkie PA. You know, like paperwork PA. There's so many things. Was there something specific that you did as a set PA? Um, I mean, not really. It was more so like I jumped on to just they needed an extra PA or an extra hand and I was like sure I got you guys whatever you need yeah um the biggest thing I really learned it's how you communicate over walkie Mm. yeah Um, it'll save you time it'll save you so much time and people will know you don't know what you're doing right exactly (laughs) if you don't know how to communicate over the walkie they're they won't talk to you you'll never work here again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's just some no it really it is a really for anybody who works on set like if you before you start a job if you need to ask someone or speak to somebody yeah. about what like how should i be speaking on the walkie like please learn that before because if you start saying stuff or just talking over it like don't do it just that, it's a no-no. that would be something good for you to do yeah for yeah to go over like walkie etiquette and um you know i just found out this is my third feature um crown vic is uh blowing into the walkie three times is to find out if they're rolling yeah yes and i was like that's so because you don't want to talk you don't want to be like hey are you guys rolling like they're like we're rolling here so if you just blow a little bit and i feel like sometimes it's like some films some people know that but then like i I just feel like sometimes not everybody kind of gets it like you blow it some people don't pay attention to it and they just or they think it's like garbled interference because that does happen a lot yeah Um, exactly but yeah, and on the smaller films I've worked on, I've been executive producer, AD, like, which is a very important job. You are responsible for the safety of the crew and the schedule. Yeah. And 
without you it does not work <laughs> definitely yeah I mean it's important I think with all films you always learn something new yeah you know what I mean like you're always learning new things it doesn't matter if you worked on five films ten films each film you're gonna learn something new and especially as being a PA you have to realize that you're not going to know everything exactly you're never going to know everything and so you really have to just be open to taking instruction I remember somebody was telling me like I was saying there's no manual there's nothing for you to look like there's nowhere for you to look and read okay this is what I need to do it's going to be different every time but somebody was like the best way for PAs to like learn is like if they had like a video of saying all right this is a class to teach you I'll be in a PA it will just be a bunch of people yelling at you telling you different things right pretty much it is right and people will yell at you and you have to be able to let it roll off your back yeah um usually on set people are very high stress definitely and they will say things they don't mean and you don't want to take, take it, it personally, personally yeah. at all you just want to okay they're telling me this either for my safety mm-hmm. or because they have to prioritize something that is time consuming um or that needs to happen now yeah um that's one of the biggest things it's just when someone corrects you allow yourself to learn from it and just don't take it personally yeah just take it in and take a minute because you know not everybody likes taking criticism but just take a minute take it in and be like all right i won't take it personal this is what i need to do to just move forward and do better at whatever it was they told you for people who want to get into the industry because being a pa is a production assistant for those who don't know and that's pretty much the entry level position into film so you could be a pa in office or in locations or in costumes you know a pa in every department essentially so for people um, who want to get into the industry Hannah what do you think is the best way for somebody who wants to become like a set pa or a locations pa like what advice do you have for them um well i got advice in in school mm-hmm. that i really took to heart and it said the did you go to film school yeah I, I did i went to school for um english and communications with a cinema media study background okay. i started in production and you know i was working for jobs at yeah. that time <laughs> <laughs> so i was like yeah production takes a lot of time and i don't really have it, it so does, i will sure. focus on you know the business side of it mm-hmm. and the creative side yeah um could you repeat the question yeah what advice you, you like? have for people yeah. who want to get into the industry and like become oh a yes PA. yeah right and the advice that i got in film school is if you want to work in the film industry the first thing you have to do is get a job in the film industry <laughs> which it's great advice and yeah. it's true and whatever opportunity comes your way be ready and willing to say yes you will not know everything Mm -hmm. um, going into set or the office that day. Something's always going to be different, no matter how much you plan for it. Um, Be prepared to change your plan very quickly. Yeah, you got to be ready to just adjust and adapt to whatever is coming your way. So let's, Hannah, take us through your day. Um, What does a typical day look like for you? So right now you're doing locations on Crown Vic. So tell us what does a typical day look like for you? Well, a typical day for me now is, um, let me adjust my hours for so that people can really understand. Um, because we're on set and we're doing overnights, um, crew call is 5 p.m. So I am sleeping during the day until either 12 or 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, recovering from the night before. <laughs> yes. Um, I will get to set around 6.30 p.m. I will help set up 
trash cans, okay. tables, chairs, tents, um, whatever the producers want. some handy work. Want. Yeah, it, it's, it's easy. You know, you have help. You can't do it alone. That's Not definitely for sure. You put out cones. We have people there during the day putting out cones. So when I get there, I what really... cones for what? So people Cones for parking, um, to block off parking, to block off parts of the road, um, just to make it safe for our crew to be working okay. on active streets or closed streets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a lot of waiting. So, yeah, one, once I get there and once the initial rush is over, I am walking around picking up trash, okay. um, keeping set clean, answering questions about the location. If they need certain lights turned on, I call my guy at the city to come out and change light bulbs, turn on lights. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. It's all about relationships and just being able to accommodate your your grips and electric with whatever they want. So that's being on set. Were you involved in doing prep for locations before you guys started filming? Yes. Okay, so tell us about what typical day looked like that for you of being a locations PA during prep, which prep is obviously everything mm-hmm. before we actually begin to film. Um. Well, that was a lot different because I had plenty of time to, like, I it was more like a normal 9-to-5-esque. Okay. Um, some nights we would work until 8 p.m., mm-hmm. but we, you know, you just adjust your schedule. Um, it was a lot of phone calls, cold calling people and being like, hey, I want to <laughs> use your building. Uh, can I come in and meet you? Mm-hmm. And you really want to establish that face-to-face relationship because people who have never had filmmakers come into their space they're like i don't know what's going on here yes. they might be a little like they might not trust it at first well, a little cautious yes especially if we're shooting at like a sensitive location like a bar yeah are we going to be shutting down that bar are we leaving that bar open it really depends on how much we can offer to accommodate mm-hmm. them um compensate them to use their space and what are the hours uh the typical hours of working um on a film um prepare yourself for 12 to 16 hours yes 12 hours minimum 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 for sure um but prepare yourself for for those 16 hour days uh they do happen it's unfortunate when they do happen um luckily on nights the sun is coming up so Mm -hmm. that is our timer um as soon as the sun's up they're going to stop shooting because it's not going to match. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep when you can. If you're in a job like locations or transpo, you can take a nap in your vehicle. (laughs) Like do it. Yeah. Definitely do it. Um, you're going to want that when three and 5am roll around and you have to pick up trash and cones and move things around <laughs> and do you ever get to work with the cast at all like in your department in locations department um not really yeah um and you just whenever you see cast you just want to be respectful and remember that they are people doing their job just like you are exactly. that's what they're there for um so just treat them with respect uh other departments set pa yes you do Especially if you first team PA, first team PA is yeah. directly dealing with the cast. Yeah, and it's being able to communicate with them with things that um, you know your ads are relaying over the walkie, mm-hmm. and making sure you have eyes on them if they're using the bathroom or going to crafty. You really want to be like, yeah, they're here because as soon as they're ready for them on set, 
they need them now and you got to send them over when you're working with the talent and the director says he wants them yeah even if they're in their trailer and you're nervous you better go and get them. right <laughs> you yeah gotta go and get them you gotta knock on that door you gotta open that door and you just gotta be like hey this is what's happening how are you able because you say you worked in like las vegas and georgia i mean tell us how have you been able to work in all these different cities as being a pa um you can pa in at film festivals which is something people don't know i really got started doing film festivals um oddly my first job i was bartending um bartending at one of the film festivals which it's event bartending is different mm -hmm. it's you're pouring beer or wine yeah and just mingling with people and talking to them, communicating with them. Oh, you're a filmmaker, what are you working on? Uh, do you have a film here at this festival? Mm -hmm. um, stuff like that and just making relationships. If they like you, they could be like, hey, oh, you live here? Would you like to work on my movie as a PA? That has happened to me before. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy and amazing, but it has happened. That's how it's happened for you. So what, tell me, what film have you enjoyed working on the most? Ooh, truthfully, let's see. I really enjoyed The First Purge. Okay, why? The studio. Okay. We, we got to be in the studio for like two weeks. One location. That's really nice. It's very nice. <laughs> um, you know, set is in this big warehouse and they like, they took the old, um, post office here in oh, Buffalo. Oh, wow. I had no idea. Yeah, they built a huge giant set. Different, you know, parts of the film were shot there. They did a lot of... It was a lot of green screen. Green or, screen, okay. yes. Um, pyrotechnics and special cool. effects. That was a lot of fun to watch. Um, but because I worked crafty on that, mm -hmm. one of the biggest things people don't know about crafty is when you have multiple locations, you have multiple crafty setups. Yeah. And it takes a lot to set it all up, set it all break, up it down, break it down, and then do it again. <laughs> so Waiting on power to make coffee, <laughs> you know, like, it, you it's have to be very resourceful. And so being able to stay in a studio for two, two weeks, weeks, it's a vacation. That's beautiful filmmaking. Yeah, awesome. So, Hannah, for you being a PA, I mean, like, that's the entry-level position. Where do you want to go from here? My ultimate goal is writer, director, producer. Okay. I, for what? Like uh, for doing feature films? For doing short? feature films, okay. definitely. Um, I am working on my first feature horror film right now. Um, lining awesome. up all of my team members okay. and just everything that I need to really send out some offer letters to some talent. Mm -hmm. And um, so and we can get our budget. Shoot that at? I will definitely be shooting here in Buffalo. Awesome. Um, with some pickup shots in New York City, definitely. Cool. That is so awesome. So, just a couple more things. A lot of people, I had this question, and I want to ask it. Someone said, is the catering food good? What do you have to say about that? Okay. <laughs> catering can be amazing. Like, or it can be really bad. Or it can be really bad. Some shoots pack a lunch. I'm serious. There are days, depending on the budget of your film, they're going to have catering that reflects that budget. So yes. there have been some films I've worked on where you show up and you have steak and lobster and shrimp and crab legs and you're just like, bless the amazing. Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And then you have others that it's just pizza and wings and you're like, 
oh my gosh, I can't keep doing pizza and wings. Every day. Every day. It gets... Tiring. Yes. Yeah. It, it gets gross. For you, on the films that you've worked on, is there anything you felt like that you could have done differently to help with the success of the film? It really depends what level you're working at mm-hmm. to really change an outcome yeah, of how the PA, film yeah. right but as long as you're doing your job to your best ability you're actively communicating with the team if you make a mistake own up to that mistake and try and fix it as soon as it happens it's a great learning experience and um yeah so before we finish up, Hannah, um, since you've done different departments, for each department, I want you to give a list of five things that if you could write down, and it could be kind of like a manual or instructions for a PA for that department, what would you give them? So let's start with locations. Five okay. things that you think a locations PA would need to know to be able to do their job. Um, you need to know about city parking. Okay. City parking, number one. You need to know good communication skills. Okay. You need to effectively be able to communicate over the phone while driving, while in elevators or places where you're going to lose service. You just have to be able to be on your phone 24-7. All right, that's number three. Number four? Number four would be... You have to know where to park crafty after you park your trucks. Okay. Trucks are number one priority. That includes the camera, the electric truck, um, making it easy for the guys to unload and then pack up at the end of the night. Gotcha. All right. And number five? Number five, um, make friends with the film commission. Hmm. That's yeah. a smart one. Yeah, definitely. And I know you mentioned Google Maps, so that might Google be number Maps. six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know Google Maps was a big one that you well, mentioned Well, yeah. Earlier. It could be, you know, under using the phone correctly. Awesome. All yeah. right, so now let's go to Crafty. Five things wow. that PA should know if they're going to work in Crafty. Um, Know your grocery store. All right. <laughs> know where everything is, too. So know where everything is, so you can get it quickly, yes. But also know when to take your time. Um, pay attention I guess this would be number two. Um, pay attention to when they're calling rolling and cut Okay. to be able to bring out snacks at the right moment for mm-hmm. your camera team that just, you know, have a 10-minute break or whatever. Okay. Number three? Um, pay attention to what people are eating and mm, be smart. able to surprise them with their favorite foods. Right. It will change their life and their mood and their on day. set. Like, yes. <gasps> Food, I mean, we all know, let's just be honest, food is like, who doesn't love food? Right, everyone loves food. Everyone's happy when they have their favorite food. Exactly. All right, number four. Know how to make the best coffee (laughs) ever. If anybody doesn't know, coffee is a big thing in offices and in film. Like, if you run out of coffee, please know how to make good coffee. It'll save your life. Yes, always have a coffee backup plan. If you don't have power for three hours um, when you get to set... You best have some hot coffee. So what was your black backup plan? <laughs> um, we would have carafes that we would fill with Tim Hortons mm, if, okay. if we needed. Smart. All right. Number five. The last one. Number five. Um, keep all of your receipts organized mm. and do them as you go um, because you will not have time to sit down and just do them all at once. You Alrighty. have too many receipts in Crafty. And then being a general set PA, 
five things. Pay attention. Okay. Great communication over the walkie. Um, so be, learn what, yes. like learn what's being said over the walkie. Yes. You know how Pay to... attention. Um, how to communicate what you need, what you like, want, know effectively, the codes and everything. Yes. Um, Number three. Have a little supply bag. Okay. Filled with. Anything you could need. Red pens, black pens, blue pens, That's water, Neosporin. Have like a little mini first aid kit. Have a mini tool kit. Have extra batteries. Extra batteries. You want to have a lot of extra batteries. Like I like to hook them onto a belt. Mm -hmm. It's just easier. Have a surveillance because... The Which is what for those who might not know? The, the surveillance hooks up to the walkie so you can listen... Um, quietly on set through an earpiece okay um which is very helpful you don't want a walkie going off without a surveillance when they're rolling and that does happen and you can ruin the shot and they will yell at you and they will <laughs> yell at you you're gonna get yelled at you will get yelled be prepared to get yelled yeah, at number four be prepared to get yelled at and number five um just be able to read people mm. know when to speak to people there no are certain to? exactly know when and when not to speak to people you don't want to go up to a producer when they're in a bad mood and be like here is your coffee they might throw it at you yeah cause that's an extreme situation but i've seen it <laughs> it happens i've seen it it happens so before we go hannah thank you again for taking this time um you gave a bunch of advice but if you could just one last sentence for somebody who wants to become a pa um, know how to use social media for okay. networking and go to events for networking. Also, whatever you do when you get that opportunity, do it well, do it to the best of your ability, and interact with people in a kind and respectful manner. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, from Hannah Jordan. Hannah, again, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you guys learned something from this. For anybody who wants to become a PA, you guys heard about locations, you've heard about crafty, and you've heard about being a general set PA. So I'm sure, and I hope you guys have taken something from this. Again, thank you for listening to the podcast, and I hope you learned something. Thank you so much. I want to thank you all so much for tuning into another episode of the Crew Only Podcast with Hannah Jordan. If you enjoyed listening to her talk about all the different departments she's worked in, send her a DM on IG at Hannah Leilani Jordan and let her know what you thought. If you learned something new, if you found the conversation interesting, or even if you didn't like it, send me a DM on IG at Jaslyn Porter. I want to know what you thought about it. Share this podcast with your friends. I want to make sure we get this information out to anyone who wants and needs to hear it. Make sure to like, subscribe, and give us a review. I hope you guys will tune in to the next episode. We have an awesome AD, Laura Riser. She is a member of the Directors Guilds of America, and she is telling us how to become a member and what the pay is like. So stay tuned for that. <laughs>